Welcome to the Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. My name is Magali, I'm your coach, and I'm going to give you all the tips and tricks on how to lose weight, what diets really work, and what it actually takes to get results. Because you, my friend, are not here to waste any more time. I'm going to give you the facts, I'm going to debunk the BS, and I'm going to motivate you and kick your ass into action. Ready to live your healthiest and happiest life? Let's do this. What's up, my beautiful humans? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Dropping the Last 5 Pounds podcast. Here, your host, Coach Magali. If you're new here, welcome. Welcome to the show. I talk all things fitness, health, nutrition, all the things, and I hope you stick around and I hope you enjoy the show. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about some hacks, tips, tricks, ways to make your workouts more effective, save you time, and just get the bang out of your buck. Like get the most out of it. You're busy. You don't have a lot of time. You're not gym obsessed like a lot of bodybuilders or powerlifters are. You want to get the result, but you want to be in the gym as little as possible. I feel you. I got you. So I'm going to go over some hacks that I've, you know, work, that have worked for me, have worked for my clients and just they're not magical, guys. I'm not going to sell you some secret pill like, you know, none of that shit. That's not what this podcast is about. I tell you the real deal. And while these may not be, oh, my God, revolutionary, they really do make a difference and they really do help. And they've helped me, like I said, my clients. And I just know a lot of other people who have benefited from them, too. So let's start with the first one. Write everything you do down. This is so, I say this with such passion and such energy because I know so many people who don't write a single thing on what they did in the at the gym that day. They don't write down the machine they use. They don't write down the seating, the seat adjustment they had to do. They don't write down the weight that they put on the bar, none of it. And it's like, how do you expect to make progress? How do you expect to know what to do the next time you're in the gym if you don't write anything down? I don't, I don't know how people remember. I don't remember. I've been doing this for years and I still have to write down every single detail down. Now, obviously, the details that you specifically write about are going to be different. But for example, I write how many sets I did, how many reps, how much weight, what specific machine or exercise did I do? What were the seating adjustments that I had to make to fit the machine to me? How much rest time? How did it feel? Do I think it can progress the next week? Do I think it was too heavy? Did I have to go back down? All of these different things are going to help you save you time because the next time you're in the gym and you repeat that workout, you know exactly where you left off. You know exactly how much weight to load on the bar or maybe you know exactly how much to go up by and it saves you that weird like, oh, I don't know what to do today. Uh, I don't remember uh, that whole thing, which wastes time. And if you do that every single time you go to the gym, think about how much time you're wasting, how much time you could be putting into the workout, into actually getting the work done versus just sitting there thinking about what to do. So I know nothing revolutionary, nothing crazy. I'm sure you've heard this before, but you would be surprised and I bet you you're not doing it, but you would be surprised on how many people don't actually do this and then wonder every single time they walk into the gym what they're going to do. And it's like, that's 20, 30 minutes wasted. And it's like, multiply that by three, four times a week, by a month, by a year. Yeah, we're talking about a lot of time. So every single session you go, write down everything you did up to the weight, the rest periods, what machine you used, what adjustments, like what number the seat pad was in. And that way, as soon as you walk into the gym the next time around, you know what you're doing, you're ready to go and you save time. 
And you can also make sure that not just by not just for saving time, but you can make sure that the next time you go into the gym, you're actually pushing yourself because if we don't write something down, we're going to go for the weight that feels comfortable, like just a little bit hard, but like eh, I can chill with this. Whereas if that weight is what you did the last week and you see it on a piece of paper or in your notes app, whatever, wherever you choose to track these things, you're like, yeah, I tried it last week and here my note says that it felt easy. So now I have to push it. But if you didn't have those notes, it would be much easier to forget about that and just, you know, conveniently forget. And that just prolongs the amount of time to get results. It saves you actual time in the gym and it's just overall more effective. So get to writing things down, get a notebook, get the notes app, whatever method you can stick to, do it consistently. I promise you, it'll make a huge difference. Second thing, start your workout with the hardest or annoyingest is that even a word <laughs> most annoying exercise of the day so typically a session you want to start with the workout that's with the exercise that's harder requires more energy requires more weight for example a leg day you would start with deadlifts or squats or hip thrust and with an arm day you would start with the bench press a chest press shoulder press all these different things and the reason you want to do that is because you have most of your energy walking into the gym even if you had terrible sleep you're super low energy you're not motivated at all you still have more physical energy before you start your workout versus after so if you put on your list do the most annoying most difficult most energy consuming workouts first the session gets easier as time goes on and as you're getting more and more tired you don't have to expend as much energy now i see this all the time i've seen people start with their workouts with like leg extensions and leg curls and seated machines and all these different things which is fine but then i the workout later on they start adding deadlifts and split squats and these really heavy movements and it makes sense to flip it because those require the most energy typically speaking of course depending on how heavy you're going but start with the workouts that take the most energy that are the hardest that are the most annoying that you're dreading the most because as you progress in the session it's going to get easier and you're going to be more motivated and you're going to get it done because if you keep putting it off to the end of the workout how easy is it to be like you know what It's been 45 minutes. I have my sets of deadlifts left, but I think I've done enough. I'm going to leave. And the deadlifts are the compound movements, the main movements, the ones that are going to get you the best results. But those go off to the side because you left it to the end. And when things are left to the end, we never do them, right? This is with anything. This is a rule of life. So start your workout with the heaviest, hardest, most annoying workouts. Program your routine so that as you go into the session, it gets not easier but just easier to do and it doesn't require as much energy for instance i'm going to give you a quick example of a leg day i would start off with my heavy sets of deadlifts then my heavy sets of hip thrust then i would do a single leg split squat because those are the devil they are and they're really hard but they're not harder than my deadlifts i'm going to put them third and then after that i'd do some kind of machine for my hamstrings and then after that i'd finish off with some abductions which is like opening and closing the legs with a band or a machine And then I'd maybe finish off with like a leg extension machine or something. Something that I'm sitting down, doesn't require a ton of energy, but still burns and is still hard. So as I got into the session, my workouts got a little bit easier, a little less annoying. They're all annoying, 
but a little less annoying. And this seems like common sense and super simple, but so many people don't do this and don't think about this. And therefore, the performance suffers, therefore, the results suffer, and they're unhappy with the results that they're getting. So start with the heaviest, most annoying stuff. Get easier as you progress in the session. Your energy will thank you. Third thing, do not combine two exercises into one. Let me explain. So I've seen a lot of these like squat to shoulder press or squat to bicep curl or bicep curl to shoulder press. If you don't know what any of these are, do a quick Google search, you'll see them. And the problem with this is even though you think you're saving time by combining two different exercises, especially if they're like an upper and lower workout, you're not and you're actually cheating yourself. So think about this. We all know how much stronger our legs are, right? And we all know how much weaker our upper body is, especially women. We have that difference. That difference is much greater. So if you put, for example, if you're doing a squat to a shoulder press and you're grabbing eight pounds because that's what you can shoulder press and you do a squat with two eight pounds, that's like nothing because you could probably do a 20 or a 30 or a 40, but you can't shoulder press that, of course. So it doesn't make sense to combine different exercises that you have different strengths for back to back in one rep. So you're better off just either separating the two. So you would do three, four sets of exercise A, and then when you're done, go to the next one and do three, four sets of that. Or if you really wanted to combine them, which I'll get into more detail in the next point, um, you would separate the two exercises completely. So for instance, if you wanted to do a squat and then a shoulder press, you would do one set of squats at whatever weight you can squat, and then you have a different pair of dumbbells for the shoulder press. And you would do one set of the squats, rest, and then go to one set of the shoulder press, and then back to the squat, back to the shoulder press, so forth and so on. But it doesn't make sense to combine the two with the exact same weight. There's probably very few exercises that you can do back to back that you have the exact same strength in. Again, especially if it's an upper and lower exercise. So again, if you're doing a full body day where you're working out both upper and lower and you want to try this method, again, I'll get into more detail in a sec, It's better off to separate them and focus on each exercise individually or switch between the two with different resistance, um, with a different resistance setup. And even though, again, this seems like it's kind of making it more time consuming, you're getting better results from it. You're getting more progress out of it because you're actually challenging the muscle at an appropriate level and you're not cheating one part just to keep it going, just to keep it going fast. So don't combine exercises that you have different strengths for. Either separate the two and do them individually or switch each set but have a different setup for each exercise so that you give the muscle the appropriate resistance. You're going to build more muscle. You're going to get stronger and you're going to save time. So that brings me into my next point is do supersets. And superset has become the cool buzzword and this is what people think supersets are what I talked about previously where you're combining two random different exercises together just to save time. That's not a superset, that's a circuit and circuits are you got to use it properly otherwise they're just a cardio workout and at that point just get on the treadmill save yourself the hassle but a superset is combining two different exercises like I discussed before where you do one set of a squat and then you go and do a set 
of something else and then you go back to the squat and then back to the other one. This saves you time because when you're doing one exercise and then you switch to the other, you're giving the previous exercise, the muscles that were used there, some rest and this saves you time. Now, in my opinion, you don't want to do supersets with two very similar exercises. And the reason for that is, is you're just over fatiguing yourself. You're over exhausting yourself and your performance and your form is going to go to shit. So what you want to do is choose a slightly different exercise if we're talking about the same body part or even better, like I discussed in a previous point, do two opposing body parts. So for instance, if we were talking about a somewhat similar exercise, let's say you jump on the leg press for to work out primarily your quads. Well, the next exercise that you would superset that would probably be like a hamstring curl or a glute bridge, something more on the posterior, the behind of the legs, because you just exhausted your quads with a leg press. Now you want to move on to the hamstrings, the back of the legs or the glutes to give the quads a little bit of a rest. And then when you go back to the leg press, you're giving your hamstrings a little bit more of a rest. So this makes more sense than, for example, doing a leg press and then going to doing a goblet squat or a squat of some kind because you're working out very similar movements. You're better off just doing one exercise fully and then resting and then doing the other fully and then resting, not combining the two. And again, highlighting my previous point on um, not combining exercises that you have different strengths for, the way to do it smartly is to do a superset with an upper and lower exercise. And this is good because you can have two different setups and while one body part is resting, you're doing the other and then vice versa. So for instance, back to the squat and shoulder press, rather than doing a squat into a shoulder press with absolutely no rest and using the exact same weight for both, which is not smart, what you wanna do is have a pair of dumbbells for your squats and then a pair of dumbbells for your shoulder press, whatever, or a machine, whatever you're using. And you're going to be switching between the two and then resting after you do a set of two. So you do a squat and then you do a shoulder press and then you rest. And then a squat and then a shoulder press and then you rest. And this does save you time and it is training smartly because you are fatiguing two different body parts. Therefore, while one works out, the other one rests and again, vice versa. So supersetting is a great way to save you time. It's a great way to speed things up. But the key thing here is you have to make sure that you're using it correctly. So once again, do not combine exercises that are very similar. You combine exercises that slightly differ if we're talking about the same body part and target a little bit of different muscle groups. Or if you're doing a full body day and you're working out both upper and lower, perfect. Combine a lower and an upper, a lower and an upper. This is some serious golden stuff, guys, and it will save you a lot of time, but it just has to be done correctly. So on to the last amazing, awesome tip that I have for you guys today, and that is to give yourself at least two other options for exercises that you typically find are taken, machines that are taken at the gym especially if you go during busy hours or just go to a busy gym. So unfortunately, we have hoggers at the gym, people who love to hog machines, take their time, they're on their phone. And as much as you can tell them, like, don't do that, it's going to happen. People are annoying like that and you can't always control that. So to give yourself some time back have options for the gym for example if you wanted to squat that day with the barbell well you know the barbells are always taken so have a dumbbell version and then a machine version just in case the barbell is being used likewise if you're doing a lying hamstring curl machine that machine's always taken so take a band with you so you can do banded or do a dumbbell variation but try to figure out what exercises typically are 
you have the most trouble with, the ones that you have a lot of difficulty finding the machines or getting the machines to be free, whatever the case may be, and give yourself two different options so that you don't spend 30 hours trying to figure out what to do next because that's where people lose a lot of time at the gym and why they don't get the best workout is because they're spending so much time trying to figure out what to do you want to walk in there with a plan and then a backup plan and then a backup plan for the backup plan again especially if your gym is crazy busy or you go during like 5 to 7 p.m where everyone's off work and they're going People are super annoying. They will always hog the machines. They will always take over, be on their phones for hours and hours. But you are not going to let that affect you because you're going to walk in there with the backup plan. You're going to have things that you're going to do instead. And the good thing about that is there's a million and one options nowadays that you can find online. Um, And if you're working with your coach, explain to them the situation. Try to figure out, okay, if this is taken, which I know it usually is, and I don't have time to wait around for it, what can I do instead that'll still give me similar results or somewhat of a similar feeling and then I can move on to the next one and just get my workout going, not wait around, not waste time. So essentially walk in there with three plans. I just gave you more homework. (laughs) But it works and it's really helpful again, especially if you find yourself a lot of the time sitting on the bench waiting for shit, not knowing what to do next. Plan for that beforehand so that you don't have to waste time when you're there. So those are the five things that I wanted to discuss with you guys today. I hope this was like a little bit helpful. I hope this was interesting and you figured out some things that maybe you didn't know or haven't thought about or, you know, and if you've heard all of them, cool, you're doing great. But I think these are such simple things that most people either know or kind of, you know, think is common sense, but don't actually do them. And they make such a big difference when it comes to saving you time, getting better results, and just getting the most out of your workouts. So a quick little recap, track everything you do, write everything down, every single detail you do in the gym. Start with the hardest, most annoying, most obnoxious exercise first and get your session to go easier as you go on. Third, don't combine exercises that you have different strength abilities for. Do them separate or combine them in a smarter way. Next, do a lot of supersets. Again, do them the proper way. And five, make sure you have a backup plan for your backup plan for the backup plan. That way you don't spend time in the gym figuring out what you're going to do if everything is taken. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Again, if you're new, hope you stick around. Hope you enjoy the show. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Peace out.